Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Let's Gather. We are so excited to be here on the podcast air. Not li- We're not live, but... We are recording. We are recording. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what day you're listening to this, but we are glad that you are with us again. Uh, if you haven't listened before, welcome. Uh, just a little pre-show introduction. Uh, my name is Justin. I am the young adult minister here at Astruma. And to my left, we're going to go back to the, Is that origin- me? We're gonna go back to the beginning with the, the to they my right to us. your left. They can't yeah, see yeah, us. Yeah, no. <laughs> but on the old radio shows, it's from my right to your left. So on my left, we have Mr. Tyser Hansen. That's me. And then we have Miss Emily Torito yep. uh, with us. and Special guest. Special guest. All the way from the, the treehouse, the, the other building. Yeah, the treehouse. The treehouse. Our lead worship minister, lead worship pastor, singer of all songs, Mr. Christian <laughs> Anders. Yes, good to be here with you guys today. <laughs> hey, uh, Justin. Uh-huh. Uh On a scale of one to ten, how intimidated are you right now that you are sitting with three sports admin graduates from LSU? Yes. Mm. Are you intimidated? I didn't even know that. Well, two of which have, sports? I think, national championship rings. Yeah. That's true. Christian yeah. does, and Torito does. No. And really. I do not. But there are three sports admin so grads here. So do you here. feel intimidated, Tyser? No, not at all. <laughs> no. My tuition money uh, given to the football team is enough. Have, have any of, how, how intimidate, have y'all driven down Nicholson before? Yes. The big gigantic plane right there on the side of the road? Do you own that have plane? Any, <clears throat> have any of y'all ever put that plane out when it's been on fire? <laughs> you did that? No, you didn't. Are oh, you I serious? Did. I don't want to. So I'm not intimidated by y'all. Are you serious? Yeah, it's a prop that you use in fire school when you're at LSU. Really? Yeah. They the, light the whole thing on fire, and you got to go put it out. So, how intimidated are you, Tyser? I'm, oh, I'm not intimidated. I'm, I have a lot more questions now. I'd be way more intimidated if you were the one that set it on fire. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily <laughs> the one that put it out. There's these. So if you're if you're standing there, y'all drive through there one day. So if you're standing, if you see the plane. To the back side of it, okay. there's this like almost a catwalk looking thing, and there's all these bunch of levers. And whoever sets it on fire goes and stands up in levers, and he wants the fire bigger. He just whoop, and pushes a lever, and it whoop, gets really big. I wow. would like to say Caitlin's out today, so ladies, hang oh, yeah. in there. I'm trying to hold down the floor for us <laughs> um, with these three gentlemen. Um, so That's moving right. on. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Sorry, Caitlin is not here with us today. Miss you, Caitlin. She, um, we miss her. Yeah, and her her infinite wisdom. Just busy today. That. Yeah, no, they've it. got uh, a lot of children's ministry stuff coming up. They have yeah. uh, Red Stick Weekend and everything. So she is, I walked past her office a second ago, and she had a coffee cup in one hand and tucked down behind a computer. Yeah. And so they obviously they are busy doing all that. And ready so to go. Getting, getting ready to, to, to lead the children and, um, and their stuff. So, but what are we talking about today, Tyser? Yeah, so, we? so we don't feel uh, as qualified as one of the persons in this room to talk about uh, worship, so that's why uh, Christian is here today right? to uh, help us, I don't know. When you need expertise, you go to the expert. Yeah, and that'd be Christian. I don't know if that's Do you feel, so you graduated from LSU with a sports admin degree, uh, and now you're a worship pastor. How did that 
that this could be a very long answer, but how did that take place? Yeah. Um, well, when I was really young, I learned a few chords on the guitar and I went to church. And so where I went to church, it was like, if you knew any music at all, if you could play anything, uh, they put you on the, on the stage and you were in charge of student ministry worship. So uh, it was just kind of always in the background for me. I uh, went to school um, and worked for the LSU football department. And while I was working a couple months after we won that national championship in 07, Heck yeah. um, I guess it was actually 08 where the game was, but um, probably about a month after that, I was just playing a pickup basketball game with um, one of the guys that really kind of mentored me growing up and in a place where I had kind of attended church off and on a little bit when I was younger. Um, and I remember we were, I mean, we were playing basketball and in the middle of me defending him, he says, Hey, this place looking for a worship guy. Can I throw your name in the hat? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then fast forward two months later, uh, and I left sort of the, the glamor of working for the LSU football department, which is goodness. I mean, like celebrity status, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Uh, here in this city, um, to go pursue, uh, ministry, um, leading worship at this, Bible you church. married then? I was, yeah, yeah. So it was it was risky. We had one. We had Noah, our uh, okay. oldest, was about six months old at the time. So it was crazy. It was wild. Yeah. And so leading with worship, I always think of like public speaking for some reason yeah. because every Sunday, or if you go to a church that has services on Wednesday nights, like every time you go up there you're standing in front of a bunch of eyes and that could be very nerve-wracking for a ton of people and for some people it's like just having a conversation one-on-one is that something that you had to like overcome of or is that something you just gradually got used to and do you even think about that now like there's a ton of people looking at me right now. yeah so i'm like way more intimidated at this table right now with the three of you uh, than being on the platform on on a sunday morning but not as intimidated as justin since he doesn't have a sports admin degree that's right right. and can't really light things on fire he just put them out yeah um yeah do you want a bit (laughs) uh i mean i was a i was a theater nerd growing up so that was just kind of part of the part of the deal uh so do you pick people out in the crowd Oh yeah, of that's, course. That's <laughs> that's, it's it's one of the perks of kind of being in that position is um, like uh, Tyser. I'll, I'll single out your parents have recently moved locations. Yes, uh, in <laughs> I know. And I'm telling you, I I I can. It throws it throws me a little yeah. bit when I like go look for you know when I go look for them and they're not there. You know, and I'm like, oh, here that's they are, and it, it just kind of normally where when I preach, I it, even though we're only two weeks into this semester. Mm-hmm. Torito has sat in the same exact spot the last two weeks. There you go. Tyser has sat in the same. Well, no, you no, did. I moved. You moved. Liv did though. Yeah. And and so there's are you're two weeks in and you already have people who've already sat in the same spot. Yeah. I'm going to pick them people out in the sections. I'm moving next of week. the sanctuary. We're in. <laughs> and so it's just easy that way. Yeah. There's just some consistency. So it's, so worship. All right. So yeah. that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Um. What. Um, there's there's not three different generations, but three different kind of eras of growing up. Did you number first off? Did you grow up hymns? I did. Hymns, yeah. Torito yeah. hymns or. Mm-mm. Um. Well, I went to a church. We sung mostly hymns, but I was in like kids' church then. Okay. So not not really a ton. 
Newsboys and Casting Crowns. That's it. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. with that being said, let's all encompass, just for a fun little intro, what is y'all's favorite current songs and band for Christian worship, for Christian music? Let's, let's keep it at a one-track deal. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say Trina, least off. <laughs> Trina, I told you the floor. Tyser when he walked in, I was like, I'm not qualified for this um, topic because I'm not cultured. I don't know any music. Um, I know what we sing here on a Sunday morning. So Christian, I love Christian's version of Christ Be Magnified from last night. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> at our young adult service. Okay, if we're if you're getting in your car and you just need a moment. To, to listen to some praise music, to listen to some worship music, what is the banger that Emily is playing on her phone? Y'all, I'm like really one of those like weird people who can sit in my car with no music I know, on. I know we talked about that before. If I put music, like if I'm putting worship music on right now, like the last, I, I put in Maverick City Music okay. and Shuffle. Gotcha. Don't even know what song's playing, but I'm like, they're popular right now. I'll listen to them. Um, probably not super good if, you know, it's a not super great band that's popular but i mean uh, maverick city music that's like the most recent thing i've played that wasn't new orleans jazz instrumentals okay okay i walked out last <laughs> night and we had some jazz like yeah, music awesome. play and i was like it was sick like, what, what are we doing easton yeah he's like he's like man this is a banger playlist i'm it's like awesome what it yeah, makes so me happy <laughs> Easton yeah. was with us for a few years Easton before, before moving guru. to you guys. He has got he has got a musical a musical ear. Absolutely, Tiger Band, former Tiger Band exactly. alum, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out Easton, right. who has great musical tastes. Tyser, what uh, are you, what's your go-to right now? For me, I am on a massive Charity Gale kick. Uh, <laughs> throne Room song. Does she really speak Jesus? <laughs> we can talk about that later. But dude. Throne room song right Straight now. Straight into the deep water. Is, <laughs> is uh, like I I probably listen to it every. I do listen to it every morning when I'm driving her, to work. Her I love and, that song. Her and Lauren Daigle have to be two of the coolest looking human beings in oh, the world. Yeah. They just look cool. Really? Like they they look like yeah. That's the textbook Christian singer right there. Interesting. You don't think like Brett Yonker because there's some. Oh, Brett yeah. Yonker fanboys out Brett there. Brett Yonker is going more into the preaching standpoint. Really? I mean, from what I have seen and stuff i love him i love him singing passion leading passion but they're kind of he's he's preaching a lot more than than singing interesting from what i've seen i've seen like, i just i just might be what i've paid attention to um i didn't go to passion this year so i don't know if he yeah. was out front the whole time or not interesting me personally right now uh and uh sam if you're listening to this please He's coming to Tyler, Texas, and that's the closest place he's coming to. I'm on a huge <laughs> Phil Wickham kick. Okay. I am all about some Phil Wickham. Yeah. I.e. the rolled pants and the white shoes right now. There you go. So I, I love Phil Wickham. He is my what? favorite uh, singer. He's my uh, – his his song, Hymn of Heaven, the one he released yeah. with the last album, has got to be probably behind – Behind some of Mac Brock's original writings has have, got to be my um, my favorite Christian song of all time. Have you listened to like his sing along stuff? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that, that stuff. I like that stuff more than his. That's on studio. That, that's on repeat. Yeah, him. So him and um, um, Sean Cur Curran, mm -hmm. Curran released 
and Mac Brock did it too. They all kind of did it like in the same kind of year of each other. Um, like their kind of coffee house worship style where they just took everything down yeah. just to that raw cut. Yeah. And dude, that was amazing. I could sit there and listen to that for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- him, them two are probably my favorite, Phil Wickham and Mac Brock. You know what's funny is that Torito doesn't listen to anything. Uh, and Christian, as far as I know, listens to everything. Like yeah. I'll I'll listen to a new song uh, that's new to me, and I'll go to Christian. I'll be like, "Bro, have you heard this song? It's awesome." He's like, "Yeah, listen to the whole album last week." I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> well, didn't know it's that. Kind of, yeah, it's David, kind of an occupational it, hazard. Yeah. You got to know what's out there. Is it sure. David Funk? Is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? So he he released a new song the other day with Bethel, and I I sent it. To, I, I think I walked by you like the day after it released on a Friday, and I guess it was Sunday. I was like, "Hey, have you heard? Have you heard this new song?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like. What you think? He's like, man, that's kind of it'd be kind of hard for us to do. I've, I've kind of broke it down a little bit. I'm like, it's been 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yours. What is your? What is Christian's go to now? Yeah, what that's is tough. your, your go to? Um, gosh, listening to so many things mm-hmm. over the years and loving a lot of different genres. I think the one that's kind of stuck with me for a long time and really kind of. One of the places I learned how to lead worship was following um, Shane and Shane Heck when I was yeah. in college. They are amazing, and so they're still going at it. Song, you know, their song, just pumping songs. out songs here and there. And so uh, it's hard to get away from that. Definitely uh, something that gets my attention. And usually, if I'm in the car, it's probably what what goes on. Yeah. Okay. So behind the scenes, for going off of that, on like Sunday planning stuff yeah does your influence of songs that you enjoy like at that time influence how sunday mornings are played out here or is it on like a schedule or how, how do you how do y'all arrange yeah sunday morning music so um that's a great question because a lot goes into that it's it's yeah. certainly not very haphazard it's it's really kind of thought out we've got a group of people that kind of work in our offices, people we trust, listen to songs a lot. Uh, and we kind of come to those decisions together about sort of different pools of songs or selections that we kind of want to go. We want to see this uh, in the church. We frequently talk about the fact that there are a lot of songs that we love. We love to sing them. We love to listen to them. They sound beautiful. They're amazing. And then we get to the place of like, is this good for, for our church right now? Do, you know, yeah. Do they jump into that? Do they... Um, does that resonate with them? Does that stick with them after they leave? And we go, man, as beautiful as this song is, probably doesn't fit us right now. Uh, <laughs> and so there are frequently times where you, where we're leading songs that maybe we don't personally just love and rock out to in the car. And then there are certainly times where songs we do love don't make it into the service um, because our aim is is to make sure that we're sort of not only picking songs but then arranging them together Um that convey an idea or that have some flow to them. Sure. So, um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into and then that, you also have not to, just, yeah, you also have to balance out like volunteers, right? Because yeah. right. you, you're not singing every yeah. song every Sunday. You have other people that are helping you sing. Yeah. So Thank you, the Lord. I'm not singing every well, song every Sunday. Well. Cause that would, gosh, that'd be rough. But yes, we have, we have a group of amazing volunteers. Um, but yeah, they have schedules, they have lives. They're not right. there every, every single uh, Sunday, and so we also pick songs that work for the people that are up that that day. So when you're, when you are, um, and I think this is important for, 
I'm just going to jump right into the deep end uh, with this one before <laughs> we get into this next question. But kind of going along that topic, um, when you you said you had a team, yeah, um, made up of people that listen to songs, work through songs. Obviously, that's probably that would not be me because I would just put the same song. Like I just here's Justin's playlist. Like let's do this every Sunday. So it, obviously not. But in that time. And while I say this is important for the people listening, um, do do you give them? A, so if I was to come to you, say Christian, I want to be your song picker. Yeah, right. Official and title. Official title. Song picker. <laughs> so I want to I want to be your song picker. I want to um, to help you pick this. Yeah. Do you give me a sheet of paper and says, Hey, here is doctrine and theology that I believe that we affirm as our church staff, that we affirm as our lead team, as our deacon team, as yeah. here's our here's our list of qualifications. Pick a song that makes it. Yeah. What is your thought process, walk process behind uh, I'm not gonna say allowing someone to 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 make that decision, but what goes into it? Yeah. I know let me lead into it with something that Christian told me one time, and I I, I love this, and I, it's one of the first things you said to me, and I will, I'll I'll keep it with me. Oh man, I don't even remember. <laughs> we were talking great. about worship, and it was when we were starting to plan, like, hey, we want the gathering to go weekly, and here's, uh, you know, you were jumping in to help, and one of the first things you told me was, every time we sing at this church, we're going to point people to the cross. Yeah, and so everything you do, I mean, it, it. If you've attended church here on a Sunday and you walk away, I hope you see the cross because that's your intention behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now I remember you telling me that that's something that I always carry with me, uh, with that. But so the so what do you what is what does that look like for you? Yeah, so there's two, two aspects of it. So our, our our song selection, we have a what we call a filter, uh, and the biggest filter there is just what's beautiful. So, like, that's easy to grab onto. You hear a song, you're like, oh, that's beautiful, you know? Sure. Uh, and so those make the list. Sometimes you hear a song and you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't know that I love that. Um, and so that doesn't make the list. So then after, after we get this pool of songs that are beautiful, then we kind of put them through the theological filter, okay? So what do they say? Do they say things that are biblical? Do they say things that are... Um, accurate and good things for our church to to sing there's an old there, there's a song that's been around for a little while here that we've done called follow you anywhere uh yep. and we sing uh wherever you lead me whatever it costs me all i want is you and we don't we don't get to sing uh that idea very often because it's just not in a lot of the modern worship songs that that sort of idea of whatever it costs me i'm, I'm in right and so we want to make sure that the things that we sing are, are theologically accurate, um, that support uh, our doctrinal statement, the Southern Baptist faith message, um, what we believe here uh, at our church, and then also the direction that we're taking our services in. So yeah. where where we're teaching the Bible in that service, we want our songs to, to be able to sort of undergird that. Uh, and then beyond that, we want to sing if they're beautiful uh, and they are theologically accurate then the, then the the filter is okay are they are they songs that are going to stick in your head because i think the biggest victory for me uh in a service is to hear somebody humming or whistling that song on a tuesday in the office yeah. because then you go the, the the device of music has attached these 
lyrics and these truths that we've already vetted as theologically right and good for you to sing, they've attached themselves to your brain for you to remember on a Tuesday, whereas maybe hard to recite the sermon point two in its entirety on right. Wednesday. But you'll be able to sing these songs, hopefully, these the music calls to your mind some of these lyrics that undergird the things that we've talked about on Sunday. So that's the win. So that's kind of the filter, how it goes through what we how we decide if a song makes it or not. So kind of branching off of that, what about um, like, so if it, it checks all those boxes, what about churches that we don't align with, uh, with what they believe? Like, for example, uh, like either Bethel or Hillsong, like they make beautiful music. Do, do, do their actions have any effect or what they believe have any effect to the songs that we sing that they that they make yeah it's a i mean it's a that's a that's a, that's been a question of topic for the past yeah. uh, however many years it is and i think a, a lot of a lot of people are so quick i, I, I want to hear your answer on this one obviously sure but you know expert expertise there's no <laughs> he's in the room let him answer but i think one thing that i, I want to caution our um young adults is uh, Tyser asked the asked that question you know Hillsong Bethel Mav City they, they you know um, just in general elevation charity gales Pentecostal. Girl, um uh, I mean um who's um what's her the famous one Ah, uh, that oh, one. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I know the, <laughs> exactly the who you're talking been about. Around forever, that almost saying I can only imagine. Um, oh, like Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of been in the spotlight the past the past yeah. couple of years yeah, sure. with uh, the LGBTQ community. But like, <clears throat> don't automatically turn a blind eye to something. Mm-hmm. Don't turn your head because of something you heard. Um, number one, validate with scripture. Mm-hmm. Number two find like we talked about last week with community like find those people that you can go and talk to that way you they can lead you in the direction to where you automatically don't just um check the no box and walk away from it because sure um there is you know you can get stuff out of it right there, there's things you can hear and and, and words and, and lyrics that like you said a second ago sure can resonate with you on a tuesday that you might not have remembered the sermon point number two from that Sunday. So mm-hmm. what, so what is your Christian, what, what Tyser said, what, is, what does that look like to you? Yeah, well, I would say first, it's important to kind of like cast this issue um, in sort of a open-handed nature. So churches that go, man, we're not going to sing anything by that. I'm, I'm in no way saying because we do, we're somehow right and they're wrong, right? Or yeah, people, that would, people that would sing these songs for a different reason than maybe we do, they're they're wrong and we're right i'm in no way gonna gonna cast it in that light because this really is sort of a, an open open-handed um answer for me but um we sing them here uh, and so we don't sing them here without reason yeah. um and obviously we've talked about how how much of a hot button issue it is right so mm-hmm. uh, we've got to have reason behind it here's yeah. here's here's what i would say um probably two things one truth uh does not belong to the artist. Truth belongs to the Lord. Uh, and so when we sing truthful things, those are reflections of 
God and his character. So if we're singing things that are theologically accurate, the things that, that actually point to the cross, that point to God's character, point to the reality for us um, uh, living as born-again Christians here, uh, that truth, it belongs to God. It reflects him um, more so than it reflects the artist. Okay, mm-hmm. So truth ultimately belongs to the Lord. So we, we believe that. Uh, and that's why we sing those songs. Our um, our other sort of aspect of this is we're not singing these songs in a vacuum. People aren't coming to our church, hearing us sing a, a Hillsong song, and then going home. Yeah, um, we're we're inundating them with with uh, an entire hour and a half of good, right theology. Uh, we're we're saying go to a small group to work this out even further. Yeah. We're yeah. saying come a lot. We're not we're not just sort of throwing this idea out there and going. And now you're on your own to yeah. go figure out what this means. <laughs> none of it I, none of it exists in a vacuum. And so we feel like um, so I, I operate by uh, the sentence that has sort of guided me is my my job is to tell the tell the truth as uh, in the most beautiful way that I can, right? And a lot of these songs are are beautiful mm-hmm. and they are truthful. Uh, and we believe that's a reflection of God. Now, I think there is, you know, a caveat. If if there's a song out there that is so closely tied to the artist, right? Yeah. Um, we were talking about this uh, in our lead team discussion. Kanye comes out with a worship song that's super biblical. Do we just do it because it's biblical and nobody else is doing it? Well, it may be more of a reflection. Like even in the pew, people might go, oh, that reflects on Kanye way, way faster than yeah. they would, that reflects yeah. on the Lord. Right. And Absolutely. so a lot of these songs that we're doing, we go, I don't think someone hears what a beautiful name and immediately goes to Hillsong theology. Yeah. I think they go, this song's beautiful. This song is saying something about the Lord. This song's saying something powerful about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so churches, Hillsong, Bethel, Elevation, these songs that are these sort of entities uh, that can be questionable in some of our uh, circles that we run in because we're already putting them through a theological filter that we believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like what we sing is right and good uh, and is a reflection of God before it's a reflection of, of any individual or any entity. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's so good. I'm so, well, sitting here thinking there because of me, people who are listening who are like, yeah, I'm like, Emily, I don't know. Like we sing a song. I Definitely can't tell you who put it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, Christian's singing the song. And so, like, I, I mean, a lot of, like, could be, like, naive at times, but, like, some people aren't sitting there analyzing, oh, my goodness, this, you know, church put this out, and they're not super great, but the song's good, but because they're not great, I can't enjoy the song. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, then you're kind of sitting just, like, in this cloud of judgment, when like really the song is beautiful and it is worship and it is um, truth. And so I, I I've never really thought about it before, but I guess I'm kind of glad because I would be someone who's like judging the artist who put the song out. And so I don't know, I guess that's like a risky place to be is hearing this song and then immediately, oh, I, I don't agree with the, these people. So I don't agree with these truths, these songs. I don't know. I, I've, I've never thought of it. There's some that. good to that, too, though. Like when you when you do. Um, so there's good to not having that association. Right? right. But there's also good to maybe knowing that association and going in and kind of digging in yourself. On yeah. what, what does that that's look what like? That's what I was just going to say. Well, yeah. We talked about that in our in the or the Bible study podcast, if you have it, I think there's episode two. Yeah. yeah. Go back and listen to it. No, three. three it doesn't matter. Me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, 
Is that the one where you're trying to figure out how to say three in different languages in the beginning? That was don't even super get me started. Kaiser um, <laughs> has a sports admin degree. He can speak all the languages. Um, but that goes back to that, right? That's good for you um, because if, if you are listening to something and you're, um, you hear it and you're like, I'm not sure. This, that's the same as, as how I would like to be in one of my sermons. Like, check me. Like, I, I, I always, and, and hear me when I say this, like when I, when I preach a sermon, we did, I did this with you the other day. I, I, te- I sent you a text message yeah. asking questions. Yeah. When I'm running stuff through a sermon and I am talking about it, I'm using illustrations to, to, to explain it, I'm, I'm bringing you my thought on the text that I've learned from, from the text and from commentaries from other theologians and people that have said this. I want to make sure that I deliver that text correctly. No. I want to make sure that I'm not using it out of context, that I'm taking my thought on it, that I'm, that I'm using it, uh, that I'm taking liberty with the text, right? So I want people to to go and, and, and look at that, right? I want people to, is that what, it, go read your Bible, right? Yeah. So the same with, with songs, if you hear something or you think something, go go look it up, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you hear, you know, Brandon Lake at Elevations, you know, um, the lion song. Go read all about Judah. Go read all about the lion. Go read about the, Carrie Job and Cody Corn, the blessing. That is straight from Scripture. Absolutely. At one point, I looked up, because you can find the stats from the Version Bible app if mm-hmm. you look them up. When that song got released, there, um, and she's at Elevation when they released that song, by the way. And so they released the song, and in the intro to the song, she goes to Numbers, and she tells them, this is, this is from this mm-hmm. verse, right? And... Um, if you look up the Uversion Bible app, their number that day skyrocketed from the people that went to the app and looked that up. Yeah. And and so praise God for that. And I'm not saying by no means does all my theology and everything align with Stephen Furtick, but that drew people to the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the way I said is, you know, you don't want to delegate the making up of your own mind. So you, you don't you don't want to go because because I love this Hillsong song, I therefore must uh, affirm all of their theology. You, you've got to engage absolutely uh, your your own understanding there. And so, so you know, the answer to this question is is threefold. We've you know we've, we've talked about why we sing them um, because truth belongs to the Lord. Um, we we talked about being able to sort of engage your own brain on that. And then third is God's used flawed people absolutely. to tell His truth <laughs> uh, since the since the beginning absolutely. of time. Really. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, to, to, I'm not going to read this song because David was an adulteress. Okay, well, you know, God God is working through him. Congratulations. You just missed the one of those beautiful parts of the Bible. Exactly. Um, and what, what's, you know, what's enlightening to me is, you know, so many of the hymns that that we know are, are former, you know, uh, pub songs that they would just yeah. sort of sing in bars, uh, you know, a long time ago and then people that love the Lord go, these are great melodies. I'm going to put some godly lyrics to them. Heck yeah. Oh, Holy Night, which we all love, was written by a guy that uh, that actively um, denied Jesus as the Messiah. He was trying to, he was trying to disprove it. Yeah. When he was, yeah. And then, you know, there, there's just so many stories of these songs uh, and things and that, that have been done. And that song let the, 
if correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. isn't that what led him that that song and him trying to disprove Christianity is what led him to Christ, right? I, I haven't heard that that side of the story, but I, I'm I'd be interested to look that up. Yeah, I, there's a, a sermon by um, Dr. Matt Carter at a Sagemont. Yeah, that he he preached on that, and I believe it. But regardless, yeah, there's a guy, whole long he, story. He was an atheist that was trying. Yeah. To dis- so, and because of that, that that song was banned in churches in yes. Europe for a long time. Uh, yes, I and so you go. That. I didn't like, know that. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and so it, it. So we can go. Like if this is a Christmas podcast, we can do this again. Y'all play this again. Save <laughs> it. Uh, it's the first song ever ever on American radio was somebody on the violin playing Oh Holy Night. And so you go, this song that was denounced uh, because of its origins in Europe, and you go, but truth is so beautiful. And that long lay the world in sin and error pining, and he appeared and the soul felt this word, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Uh, that, that's such a, a unbelievable picture of the gospel. Yeah, I, to- I just told you completely wrong. The words of the song, I, I remember now the sermon, the words he wrote was his steps to finding Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's there. I got it now. I couldn't remember. So worship, listening to people, singing, praising, all that great, grand, wonderful. Am I a Christian in 2023? I think you are, yeah. If I <laughs> All right, next sing, question. <laughs> am I a Christian in 2023? If I sing hymns and don't lift my hands in worship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, absolutely. 100% positive. 100% positive. <laughs> yeah. No, but but I think nowadays we get so wrapped up, and I know we're segwaying into like a kind of a completely different question, but I want, we want to be able to cover some topics. Contemporary versus traditional. Yeah. Traditional versus hymns. Uh-huh. Um, I had a professor one time tell me that um, somebody in his, he was given an example of when he was, um, a lot of the professors you see in seminaries are, they go and um, interim pastor in places, right? And he said that he went there and um, obviously they knew he was a professor at a college, young people, and they're like, you're not going to bring any of that devil music in here, are you? He's like, what are you (laughs) talking about? He's like, that that new stuff. Yeah. well, that's number one. That's not devil music. Yeah, yeah. Number two, it, it's okay if they if they do sing some. The, the they're not heathens because they're listening to that. We we don't listen to that stuff right here. We just listen to hymns. Yeah. So, your mind, y'all's mind, y'all have all said you grew up in some way. I know we did with hymns. Oh yeah. Um, what does your mind go to when you hear contemporary verse? Oh, where I was going with that that point. You want to see stuff change? Wait thirty years. There, I yeah, mean, no look doubt. at what look at what Mav City Basement did, right? It brought back that traditional kind of uh, gospel choir type. I think the thing. cover of that record, uh, maybe the same one, the one they did with Elevation, is even like the old transparency machine, which y'all are probably way too young for. But they used to put lyrics on a yeah. overhead transparency yeah. and move a little piece of paper down really yeah and so yeah i mean that stuff comes back over it, time and so just wait a few minutes right yeah it, you know the the people of old i mean you think you go back to like people s- of old <laughs> not, not, this I is know, a young not, adults podcast <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. okay good because i'm the people of old no, at this I'm table talking about like like knights old, in shining armor like um you go back to like spurgeon days oh, okay, and yeah, yeah. like gotcha. even like before moody before yeah. before graham like all like the we're talking like way back 
hymns to them are like, oh, like that's a, a little different, right? Well, then you enter in the the white hymns we saw in the back of pews on Sunday mornings. Right. And then you should take church history and, and you kind of learn these things. And then you enter into um, when Shane and Shane first kind of came around and started doing that type of music, Mercy Me came out and started kind of bridging a little bit of gaps. Newsboy sang News the bref- breakfast song. Um, yeah. <laughs> Turning point in Tyson's worship. driving the and then, knowledge and then, here, And man. then Jeremy Camp came out and had the, the half goatee and, and kind of changed things yeah. for that. And then he... He decided he wanted to change his career and be a different type of person. Then he went back to rock and, you know, just all time. But what is the difference in traditional hymns and contemporary music? And what is the difference in worshiping through the two? What yeah. is what is zero uh, to me? I think um, even the even the oldest people in our church didn't grow up doing like Gregorian chants, yeah. you know, I mean, like th- there is a progression of music that yeah. happens for every generation. Yeah. Um, so it, it, one of my favorite ways to illustrate this, Justin is, um, like for you, I, I guess for all of you, um, can you think of like the music that your parents listen to? Like what, what comes in your brain? Like Trito, when Beach you think Wars. about the, the music your parents listen to, what, what is it? Oh, old country, old country. So like George mm-hmm. Strait type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tyser, the Eagles, the Eagles, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'd say the same. Eagles, Beach Boys. My mom, my mom got grounded for sneaking off to a Prince concert one time. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, Sorry, now, mom. Can, can you um, can you tell me, um, like, you could probably sing a, a, at least a four minute song, maybe that your parents listened to and showed you when you were you were kids, or at least be familiar with it. Sure. Can you give me a four minute recount of a conversation that you had when you were about ten, like word for word? No, mm. because because there's something about music that stands the test of time. That and mm. one of my um, one of the passages that is, is special to me as I understand what we're doing on a service uh, is Psalm 145. Uh, it's it says that the generations commend the works of God to the generations beneath them. And you go, okay, well, if we're commending the work of God from generation to generation to generation, we've already established among this table here that the the probably the thing that you remember the most uh, in terms of really uh, a medium by which you you understood or heard people older than you is in, in, in their music. You go, man, the opportunity for music to be a way that commends the work of God from generation to generation so that we're able to know songs written by you know, Fanny Crosby in the 40s, uh, or Be Thou My Vision in the 1400s. Those those generations are commending the works of God to our generation now, and that is rich. That is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. In addition to that, we are also celebrating the fact that uh, the gospel is continuing to move and to grow and to move from generation to generation to generation. And so when we get to share a Maverick City song, we did this in October. We sang a Maverick City song with our first with our with our choir uh, in our more traditional service. You go, we're able to to proclaim God's still moving. He is still doing amazing things. He is still continuing to move forward into these generations that are to come. Music is such an unbe- unbelievable way to do that. Yeah. Um, that transcends a lot of a lot of other, you know, mediums that we would choose to do that. So I think that whole idea of traditional versus contemporary, um, those are just genres of music. It's country versus rock. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. they're, they're just genres. They're not 
innately more valuable one mm-hmm. than the other, but they are great testaments to the fact that our God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those truths get to be conveyed uh, through different styles of music as music changes over the years. I think the, the, the when, my, when my mind goes to that, when I hear traditional, when I cheer, when I hear hymns, when I hear Gregorian chants, when uh, all, you know, just that old style, I, I love... Uh, oh, oh, holy night, for example. Yeah, I, I love, um, man. And you want to hear some some rich theology? Mm-hmm. Go to some of those original, uh, even just Christmas hymns, right? Go to some, man. They are deep rooted in theology. Yeah, Christmas carols are probably the most theologically yes. potent uh, songs out there. And, and so I hear that, and then I go to uh, "Hymn of Heaven" by Phil Wickham. Uh-huh. My mind goes to immediately is we and and i'll I'll be bold enough to say it that we as a western society christian have made it so much about ourselves that we forget about what the point of worship is yeah no doubt. the point of worship is not for us to come in on a sunday morning your job as our as, as our lead worship pastor at this church is not to please Justin on a Sunday morning. If that was the case, you could send out text messages and say, hey, what song do you want to hear me sing? Right. That's not how it goes. Your job is to lead us in worshiping Jesus. Yeah. That is what, to me, when I hear the difference in those things, it is what is your heart behind it? Mm-hmm. Are you coming in and you hear, um, you know, your worship pastor or if you're in your car and a a hymn comes on and you're like oh gosh i don't want to listen to this you know we're gonna we're gonna go to verses one three and four today and and, (laughs) and just get automatically get agitated if that's you then i would probably as john chris says check your heart right because you're coming at it for the wrong reason right it's there's A.W. Tozer, he says this. He says, um, this is not a direct quote. I'm going to paraphrase the best that I can. But for the believer to be in the midst of other believers worshiping the Lord and be bored is probably an indication that you might be bored in heaven one day. Absolutely. Because because that is such an example of what we're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. so, So the idea that we'd be singing something old, right? Um, that for greatest that faithfulness for me is my favorite, probably my favorite hymn of all time. We're actually doing it two weeks in a row, uh, which is going to be cool. We're actually singing some of it in Spanish this week, which is going to be fun. No way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's going to be super yeah. cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know when this is released. Hopefully everybody has, has gotten it, a chance it, to do be, that. It'll be two, three weeks from now. Oh. Nice. So remember when we did that in yeah, Spanish, yeah. guys? Man, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I worshiped. So in that moment, you're getting you're getting this experience of saying, okay, not only is the gospel relevant to me in my context, it's also relevant to other parts of the globe that mm-hmm. speak different languages, mm-hmm. and it's also relevant for me today. And like we get to look back and say, man, God was faithful, uh, you know, close to 80 years ago when that yeah. song was written yeah. and, and and birthed, right? Yeah. And, all of that stirs a, a worship, which is just essentially, to me, what worship, to, to kind of 
define that term. It's just putting God in his rightful place. That's it. Yeah. Right. It's just putting God in his rightful place. And we do that through singing. And that's kind of how we've, we've been talking about it today. Uh, but you can do that with your very life. Yeah. Right. I was just about, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you go, I'm putting God in his rightful place. Uh, and, uh, and his rightful place is knowing that he is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. He's the same in this city as he is uh, on the other side of the globe. He's going to be the same no matter what comes uh, over the next uh, years, decades, centuries, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that sort of act of putting God at his rightful place above everything, uh, ruling over all in, in his goodness and his kindness, uh, is, is what we hope to do uh, every time we open our mouths in our services uh, and encourage you uh, as people in the pew to sing with us. I, I think I know where you're going with that, Tyser. Yeah. I, I want you to, to talk about that. But to add what you said, then I'm going to shut up on this topic. I have been in um, – I was in one of the first concerts that Mercy Me did when they were released, I Can Only Imagine. Yeah. But that was – Whew, that's still on repeat on Justin's on Justin's uh, playlist. Hand up immediately. As you I think we did, we did it at the gathering at yes, your request we did. a couple, that was, a couple oh months gosh, ago. Oh my gosh, that's my that's a top one. Um, I've been there. I've been at a Phil Wickham concert. I have been at Passion when eighty five thousand people were singing to God at one time, and and just I got chill bumps talking about it. And I, I might chill bumps. I, uh, do you not know what that is? Goosebumps. Goosebumps? Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry. I'm from North Louisiana. There's a North Louisiana thing. Is it really? Yeah. No, I don't know. So, <laughs> I've been in those rooms when that's taken place. I've been in small sanctuaries. I've been in big sanctuaries, different worship leaders. Um, I, I was in Ecuador, and we were at this retreat with a church we had planted there. And they brought in uh, some of their people who were going to sing for them um, and they were singing the blessing. Yeah. And it wasn't in English at all. Same like you're saying, you're, you're great as a faithfulness, you're going to do something in Spanish. It wasn't in English. In that moment, I truly believe because I, I know the words to the blessing. Yeah. I was singing it at the top of my lungs and this person standing next to me was singing it in their their language at the top of their lungs yeah you had some people that were with us that were from northern america so their accents were, were different singing at the top of their lungs yeah and i that right there is one of the biggest moments of worship to me in my life other than being in a room comparing even to a room like at passion where some of the greatest artists of all time are leading us in worship and yet I'm in a room with 30 people and we're all singing to the same God and what you said a second ago that we're we're putting him in his rightful place mm-hmm. we're we're that is what worship is it's not about pleasing you it's not about anything about that it is about giving honor and what we talked about earlier praise praise and worship praise can just be the verb action form of your worship right right giving praise and honor to this God that has done so much for you and for me. And I'm agitated because you're, you're singing a song. I don't like that song's not about you. Yeah. That song is about you lifting up your voice and proclaiming the name of Jesus. And that's why it doesn't matter what you sing. If it's, 
As long as it's pleasing to as the Lord. As long yeah. as it's pleasing to the Lord. All right, what were you saying? Second yeah. I'm so, sorry, I, I ran out. Uh, Unfortunately, we're running out of time, we are. Uh, and I feel like we need to do like a part two to this because I feel like we could talk. We've we're we're almost at like an hour. Like oh, I think gosh. we're at forty five minutes right now, right, and I feel like we could talk another hour. Up, <laughs> but Christian, you briefly mentioned it. Like, is sure. there a way for us uh, as believers to worship or have an attitude of worship outside of singing in our car or singing on a Sunday morning or I mean, Wednesday night? This could night? be a whole like another topic. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what part two, bro. Come on. Yeah. You want to come I'm, back and do part two on this one? Hey, you guys, you guys tell me what you want. I'm happy to do it, but, yeah. but I will, I will give you a quick answer Yeah. Uh, and we can probably dive deeper in that. Yeah, if you let's, want to. let's do this. Give us the answer and then how to live a life of worship. Sure. We'll be next week's episode. Yeah. Is that cool with you? Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so putting God in his rightful place, right. Um, is not something that exclusively happens through your singing. Uh, it mostly really? probably happens uh, in in your actions and in your life yeah. uh, from from sunup to sundown, right? And here here's here's what I, if you're a new believer, here's here's I think the thing that is good, and it's a good reminder for those of us that have um, uh, professed Christ for a long long time. When you come into the faith, when you enter into God's family, right? You are resurrected from the inside. Your heart is made new. Um, You have been changed. You are a new creation. uh, And the Holy Spirit, God himself, is living inside of you, right? And so when you put God in his rightful place, that is not just my actions are saying, God, you are, you're over this. It's actually even internally saying, okay, I've got this part of me that probably wants to do things my way, but God's rightful place, even within me, is that the Holy Spirit would be the one leading and guiding and moving and, and, and tapping into this new person that I am, that I want to do the things that God has called me to do because he made me that way. Um, and so singing is just a reminder of that. It's just a sticky way to put that in yeah. the very front of your mind all, all the time. So it's both your life and singing more than more than actually being like, uh, the definition of worship, it, it really is just a reminder uh, to live in a worshipful way every day. So yeah. that's that's the quick answer. We can dive into part it more two, later. Man, that's week. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Part two next week, and I cannot wait to hear about that. What does it look like to live a life of worship for Jesus? So, yeah. hey, check back with us, check back with us next week. Uh, if you want to, follow us on social media, astruma.youngadults, and there's something for you to get connected in every way. And we hope to see you at our gathering service on Wednesday nights at 7.30. And the man you're listening to will be leading us uh, in worship. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. That. Yeah, so, all right, you have a great week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org slash youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.